TGIF, everybody. It is February 12th. Uh, driving to... <laughs> sorry. I had to scratch. I'm driving to get my hair cut at the lady that has been cutting my hair forever. I'm very particular about who cuts my hair. I've had some really bad... Really bad haircuts from uh, people at Supercuts or Great Clips. Um, and those have been just emergency haircuts where the person that cuts my hair is out of town or, you know, I'm stuck somewhere and I need to get a haircut really quick. So I'm always very particular. I think, to be honest with you, five people have cut my hair since I was a baby. Maybe six tops. So that, and I'm like in my, I'm in my 40s now. So six people, I'm not counting like the one or two or three people that, you know, cut my hair on, on the fly because it was uh, was an emergency but six people have cut my hair so now I have a I have my haircut lady and then I have my backup lady and then I have a maybe backup backup lady person and the backup backup person is me with my clippers shaved my head so you know how particular I am uh, I haven't really wanted to do a podcast in a while I mean I have so much to talk about and I've had good conversations with all my friends. But sometimes I just don't feel like sharing those, you know, moments with anybody. Or it's just too much information that I don't want to put out there. But some of the conversations, topics we have are just very good and very uh, important for other people to hear. Because, you know, they might be in the same situation or they've been through the same thing. So... Yeah, shit like that. Anyway, I have lots to talk about. But probably the first two things I need to talk about is... I don't know. I, I mean, we all I think all of us are on YouTube here and there once in a while. But lately... Who the fuck am I yawning? I'm already yawning. I'm not even tired. I'm like full of energy. But uh, I've been... I've talked about this before, but I, sometimes I just don't have like the mind, the time or the mind escape to like watch a full movie. So I'm watching like little clips here and there on YouTube about certain things, which is kind of nice because sometimes it brings me movies I would never watch, but I like discovered like the other night I kept getting all these little clips of a movie called Burnt with Bradley Cooper. It's about being a chef and it was really authentic because I, I saw what he did and then I I was watching a thing about chefs and they said that's probably the most authentic movies because they wanted to like show you how it really is, which I totally can tell it is watching Gordon Ramsay yell and scream at people. But the best part of the movie, it kind of reminded me of why I love cooking, um, why I enjoy that process. It is like a symphony and it is beautiful. And I know people might be like, oh, it's just cooking. no. Cooking really good food and delicious food is a masterpiece. Cooking whatever, any fucking thing you day, whatever, yo, that's not. But I always go back to this. Like, my mother got me into cooking. You know, I it was her way of, like, kind of reconnecting with me when, I, when she, I think she realized that, hey, we have nothing in common. I have nothing to offer you. Um, you know, because I was a teenager in my late teens. You know, as a teenager, you don't really 
want to be around your parents, you want to be around your friends, and you have your little selfish life. And I saw my mom cooking my whole life, and I kind of always kind of asked her to teach me how to cook, and she tried, but she is, and I hate using this term because I hate this old school or new school bullshit. I hate that crap, but she's a classical cook, a home cook, you know? She knows because she got taught by someone else and someone taught them. So, you know, a pinch or a cup or, you know, a measurement is not the same as like a a metric or a technical measurement. You know, she had a cup. When she made rice, she goes, I use this cup. And with this cup, you know, <laughs> it's like some fucked up cup. And she goes, I have this cup. So I measure three of these. And then I do, you know, and then I do this and I do that. So I tried imitating what she had to do. But I, it never came out as well as she did. I didn't have those little. <sighs> what the fuck's wrong with me? I, I didn't have all these little nuances that she had. So it was very different. It wasn't um. It wasn't as crisp or as precise as hers. And so I started watching. So she started watching uh, the Food Network with me, like back in the nineties, early nineties. And one of the biggest people there was Jamie Oliver and then also Alton Brown and Alton Brown made it different for me he made it very scientific how to cook why this cooks this way why this happens you know and I've kind of always like after talking to my mom I was kind of like backtracked and checked what Alton Brown did because it just worked for me it was a very uh, good flow of how to cook and you know cook well so you know, I absorbed all that. I absorbed watching my mom cook. I love cooking. I'm very particular about it, if you want to put it that way. I got my perfectionist. I love to like when I cook. I want it to be perfect. You know, I don't like any issues. But who does? But the good thing about cooking is that you can add, subtract. You can like recreate a dish that you see with your experience or lack of, and make it better. But you know, and most people that love to cook understand this. And some people just cook because they need to eat or they eat out. But you know what? Someone's making that delicious food for you. And trust me, it's it's work. But aside from that, you know, and I'm thinking, like, wow, I can't believe, like, sometimes how far I've come in cooking. I, and then when I watched Burnt, it just reminded me how much, how passionate I was about cooking and how simplistic it is and people make it like this amazing this big thing like you have to go to this culinary school and you have to do this and yes those routes are great but original cooking came from a grandma it came from your mom those people taught you how to cook you know if you go to school for culinary that's awesome but to have that other layer of family recipes and that know-how like, I can cook something now and look at it and go, okay, it's about done, it's ready. In my mind, I have all these timers and I have all these presets of what things should be like as to, you know, my partner always goes, I love to cook you some steak, but you're not going to like it. I'm like, have you tried? No, I just don't want to because you're not going to like it. And I get where she's coming from and everything, but at the same time, it's like, give it a just give it a try, and if you fuck, you fuck up, you fuck up, you know? Yes, we'll clown you, make fun of you, and goof on you, but still try. And in my family, you know, we're gonna just, we're gonna go after you. We're gonna goof on you, and if you're not interesting, and you're boring, and you make a mistake, yeah, we're gonna goof on you, but it's because we love you. 
You know, I don't, if I don't care about you or love you, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to pay attention to things about you, you know. So that's just my take on it. But watching the movie, and you should watch it, it's called Burnt. It's like from 2005, I think. I don't remember. Really good movie. I love the way they cooked. And he just talking about the story about how he started cooking and why he did. And I totally get that. Like, I loved eating good food. And um, after a while, my mom didn't cook as much as I got older. And neither did my family. So I kind of had to, like, start cooking for myself. And the funniest thing is... For me, it's like a memory. When I was young, I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I probably like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking eight, nine, or ten. Mostly nine or ten. So I would make coffee because I saw the grown-ups eating coffee, drink eating, drinking coffee. So I wanted to try it. I hate coffee to be honest with you. I just wanted to try it, like feel adult. But one night, because uh, my old one of my sisters used to go to work at five or six in the morning, and I couldn't sleep that night, so I stayed up all night. Why I stayed up all night, I don't know. And I feel so bad because I don't know monetarily how we were. I think we were okay. We might have not had a lot of money. <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest with you. But um, I I saw a whole chicken. I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like probably eight or nine, ten. The, ten the latest. But I think eight or nine. And I saw this whole chicken and I said, you know what? I know my sister has to go to work early in the morning and you know, I, my, and I was like, I want to cook for my family just to help out. So <laughs> I grabbed this chicken and I put, I think, salt, pepper. I put paprika, anything I could find in the pantry. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So I put all this stuff in this chicken. I went inside the chicken, put it in there, and then I roasted it. And to be honest with you, I don't know if, I don't know how, what the oven was at. I just remember sticking it in there and my sister woke up and goes, what are you doing? And I was oh. I made you something to eat. And she's all, okay. And I think she opened it. And God bless her heart. I don't know what she was thinking. But she goes, oh, thank you so much. You know, I'll try it. She's probably going like, what the fuck did this kid do? But, you know, they didn't hinder me or anything. But I think they saw, like, the good thing I was trying to do. But I remember that, like, like one, of my mo- one of my earliest memories of me cooking. And I don't know what the fuck this thing tasted like. It probably tasted like shit. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. I, I went to sleep afterwards because I was, you know, tired as fuck. But, uh, you know, that was my earliest memory. And I just remember, like, how innocent I was about the whole thing. And then when you see me cooking now or people see me cooking, um, it's just like a... a <laughs> I'm going to be arrogant. It's a fucking work of art. Like, if you see me dicing onions, if you see me, you know, basting meat or... Like, for New Year's, I did a ribeye... Um, sorry, um... A prime rib And I had We had We always had prime rib for New Year's It's kind of like a tradition we did And I did Yorkshire pudding Fucking delicious Oh my god If you haven't had Yorkshire pudding These English motherfuckers know what they're doing But it was fucking beautiful So I Told my partner I said hey I'm gonna do something different Cause Last time that we had prime rib It didn't taste very good And I was not happy And she's oh no no Do what you want so I did it, and Alton Brown said, hey, I looked at 20 different recipes, and I went back to my boy, Alton Brown, and Alton Brown said, hey, do this, 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 do it like this, because this is going to happen if you do this, and if you do that, this is going to happen. I did fucking delicious. And my children love meat. You know, they grew up 
carnivores. Uh, but they're very particular about their steaks. If you ever meet my children, and you probably won't, but if you're, but my friends that hear this, when you see my children eat steak, very particular about their cuts. They know what a sirloin is. They know what a ribeye is. They know what a New York steak is. They know what chopped meat is. They know it all. Um, and we'll, they go to restaurants. And sometimes we go to this Brazilian steakhouse. And if it's not prepared well, they will tell the the, the the waiter, excuse me, sir, this is not prepared right. Uh, it needs a little bit more salt, a little bit more pepper. Uh, you might have to do this. This is not cooked right. And, like, you just see these grown-ups go, like, how do you know so much? And they're like, my dad. But that's how I, you know educated them like hey if you're gonna get this kind of meat this is what you're gonna do if you're gonna do this kind of meat this is what you're gonna do and this is how you prepare it and this is how it tastes and this is what it should feel like you know they're fucking looking at that meat making sure there's no fat on it they're just all over the place but you know i'm just passing down what i learned and watching the movie i just it just like fucking reinvigorated me and it just reminded me like where i want to be and where i need to go and I always talk about this topic because it's so easy to, like, lose focus about what you want or what you don't want, you know? And a lot of people don't know what they want. And I'm just trying to remember, like, hey, I got to stay focused and do this and do this and do that. But it's a good movie, and I loved it. And branching off that, which is a completely different topic, um, I, can, I, I mean, it's pretty safe to say this. We're all kind of whiners and complainers one here and there. But lately, I think people are just whining to whine. Like, now that Biden won and things have... I don't know about you guys, but have you noticed things have calmed down? Trump is not tweeting every fucking day. The news cycles have calmed down. I mean, the impeachment's going on. I hope he gets impeached. And I'm very frank about this. If you're not for the impeachment, you're a a Benedict Arnold and a traitor as much as Trump. And the reason is this. I don't care what party you're affiliated, what you believe in. The bottom line is you attacked the United States of America. If I was a Republican and big Trump supporter... And all that bullshit. And Trump did this. I'd fucking want him impeached. If I was a Democrat. And Obama wasn't. And he did the same thing. I'd fucking want him impeached. But you can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. Who you're gonna. Who you're gonna like. Send to jail. Or. You know. Give a crime to. Because you like them. Or. They're your friends. Or they're your buddy. Or even your family. There's consequences to people's actions. And there's no excuse. For that. So. Impeachment. And also on top of that, you're setting the precedent. So the next president, what about Biden fucking doesn't want to leave? And he does the same shit. And then he does this. And and then you're going to go convict him? Fuck no. He's going to be like, hey, you didn't do this to him, not to me. And so forth and so forth. So you're setting a precedent that you have to stop. In my opinion. Um, But I just see people whining and complaining and just going on and on about the same bullshit and I'm like you know some people got what they wanted we're moving forward with the the COVID and we're moving forward with the presidency and we're moving forward with life and you're still bitching and whining about the same things uh move on people 
you can't have one foot in the past and one foot in the present. It does not work. Um, I see all these Karens whining on Facebook. And I'm really taking a step back from Facebook and pretty much all social media. Um, just because the like all the articles I get on my Facebook, which I've tried really hard to stop, is or I just hide them all or like I don't want this, is about Karens, about Trump, about, you know, Proud Boys and all that shit. And as much as I was, like, invigorated by that, like, in the election, like, I wanted to stop it, I wanted to challenge it, I wanted to talk about it, I'm done. Like, I'm moving forward. I, this, it's time to move forward, you know? And a lot of people just can't. And, you know, when people say misery loves company, that is such a true statement. I have seen so many people lately that, like I was talking to my friends, my son's friend's dad yesterday because we go bike riding once a week with the kids. And he's all like, you know, I'm trying to move forward in my life. And people just keep yapping, 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 yapping about this, about that, just having issues. And I'm like, why do you like even be around people like that? And he goes, you're right. I should just like move on and just either cut them out or just cut ties and that's what I've been doing a lot lately. People that are just annoying and whining and complaining and just like, out, you're done. Like, there's nothing more to talk about. Um, there's this guy that I used to do martial arts with, and he's a nice guy, but man, he is so deep in this like abyss of regret and why don't people like me and what do girls keep fucking me over and all this shit and every time I see him that's all he talks about he's still stuck in the past like I think he's been broken up with this girl for two years and he's still wondering why they broke up and I'm like are you serious and he's looking for another relationship and I'm like how are you gonna move forward in another relationship until if you can't get past this he goes I don't know man you know and every relationship I've seen him with after that he brings this thing up with the new girl and I'm like no one wants to hear this shit like dude, you gotta, like, go forward, like, this girl clearly doesn't want anything to do with you, it's been two years, she's, like, fucking married, has kids now, and you're still fucking sulking over something that, why she left you, maybe the reason she left you is because the way you're acting right now, maybe you fucking started whining about another girl that left you before that, and it just, like, you know, it's cyclical, so, with that, I'm just, like, if you are whining, complaining, still stuck somewhere, doing something you shouldn't be doing, let it go, move on, because it's not going to get you anywhere better. I'm telling you now from self from experience, I've had to, I'm very happy I got to go to therapy, but I got to move on from all that bullshit. You know, therapy did help me a lot. Just, I, dude, you know what I used to do? I used to go to the track and walk and that walking, I don't know what it did to me, but it made me fucking think so much and so clearly. I got to, like, work out my problems. I used to take my friends to go walk with me, you know. And I used to take my friends walk, and then we'd have good conversations and clear our heads. It's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I've wasted how much time and minutes and days and, like, feelings on this bullshit that is nothing to me anymore, you know. But I was so enamored with it like you fucking fall in love with this pain and this anguish 
And the thing is, half the shit that you're fucking whining and complaining about, you can't control. Like, if you can't control it, let it go. There's nothing going to make it better, you know? Uh, and, like I tell every, like I keep saying, if COVID hasn't taught you anything in the last year, is that time is precious. We've wasted a year already. I don't want to waste any more time. Um, yeah, that's about it on that. Like, there's nothing more to talk about. I'm not saying get over it. I'm saying deal with it, figure it out, and move forward. Then you can have, like, a better life. And you can, like, do something better with your time, you know? Um, Speaking of time, I was talking... My son gave me a call yesterday, and he goes, Dad. And I'm like, what? He goes, you remember how I made fun of you because you cried because you told me when you read a book... And he cried, and I thought that was ch- like stupid and childish. So I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I cried." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I cried." I'm like, "Over a book?" He goes, "Yeah." So I guess he was reading a book called The Poet X, and some of it like resonated with him. And he goes, "Yeah, I cried." I'm like, "That's good for you, man." Like, I'm all, I'm glad that you got to see a book. I got, I'm glad you read a book that made you feel, you know, and it wasn't just reading just like blank pages. It was a book that made you understand something. Because I bought him All Quiet on the Western Front. And I told him that at the end of that book, it made me cry. And the reason it made me cry is because I got... I got so close to the characters, like, in my mind, you know? I, I love that book. I understood what war was like. I understood how war felt. Losing people. And also the camaraderie of friends. Especially ones, friends you care about. And you know that you either lost them or you're never going to see them again. And at the end of the book, I don't want to give it away if you want to read it. But, like... The most saddest, silliest, not silliest, the most saddest, stupidest thing happens. And I'm just like, and I lost it because I'm like, oh my God. Like that, at, that, the way the book ends, this is hard for me. But it just reminded me like fucking time is short. And just reading that book and seeing the war, being in war, just uh, just brought a lot of things back to me. Also, I think we went... Yeah, we went to see 1917, and I, and he really liked that movie. He's, he's very fascinated with, like, World War One, World War Two, and just, you know, conflict. So I told him, read this book. It's going to be really good for you. I think you'll learn a lot from it. So, you know, I'm glad that he's kind of understanding where I'm coming from. And one thing I'm doing with my children is I'm trying to guide them in... A direction for them to be alert, be curious, discover things on their own. I don't want to live through my children, but I want to help them out. Because I didn't have that when I was younger. I didn't have someone to guide me like that. So I'm trying to guide them in a a direction of, hey, you're going to make, you're going to fuck up. And you're going to make really stupid mistakes. At the same time, I need you to scrape your own knee and I need you to, you know have your own things to go through. I don't want to live that through you. I don't want to protect you from that because that's not raising a child. That's like living their life for them. Like one of my neighbors. Oh my God. But aside from that, so it's good. I'm trying to like, you know, show them books and movies and different things so they can like have like a, a different worldview. I'm also very fortunate that I've gotten... I've been able to take them on different trips and taking them to different parts of the, the world and the United States so they can see how different people live and how people survive every day and how some people don't and they struggle. 
So they're not they're not sheltered by poverty. They're not sheltered by people that make bad decisions or have bad things in life. You know, they are. I, I make sure that I give them a a good view of what life is like. <clears throat> and like I've said many many times, some people talk all this shit and stuff, but they've never been anywhere. They've never done anything. They don't know what real fruit tastes like. They don't know what struggle really is. You know? So I try to teach them, hey, this is reality. This is how life is going to be. And you know what? That's also helping them accept other people. You know? Because if they don't see different kind of people and they don't see how different people live, they're never going to see, like, real life. They're going to see, like, a... A, uh, you're going to see a lens that's skewed that is not realistic so I just always try to make sure that they see different things and they see how life is without pushing anything on them just letting them discover themselves and if you have the opportunity to travel or you have kids trust me take them somewhere let them see like life how it really is. You know, I didn't appreciate a lot of things in my life until it was too late. I was ignorant as a child. I was ignorant as a teenager and a young adult. I didn't want to learn anything. I didn't want to deal with this. Nah, nah, nah. I complained about everything. I wish I could go back in time and just actually like, <clears throat> like, I mean, I'm gl- I'm very happy I absorbed a lot of things. You know, even if it was against my will, but. I wish I would have taken the opportunities that I had given to me instead of wasting them, you know, on frivolous things. But those things taught me things, too. So I cannot complain. All right. I got to my destination. I can't wait to get my haircut. I haven't seen my haircut lady in a year. So she just knows how to do my hair right. (laughs) I love her to death. Anyway, you guys take care. Have a good day. I was going to say Thanksgiving, but it's not. Have a good Valentine's. Uh, Enjoy your time. Don't dwell on bullshit. Take care.